Hello guys, welcome back to the G Show. I know it's been a while. Sorry guys about that. It's the um, 24th episode of the G Show. Um, lately, it's just been busy for me uh, since the holiday is coming up. Uh, teachers are throwing a lot of tests and assignments at me, so I haven't been able to get around to the podcast, sadly, because I haven't been studying and getting prepared. And also, like Saturday, there wasn't a lot to talk about. Unless I think it's going to be a really good quality podcast or something I want to talk about, I will not talk about it. So that's why I've been on my little hiatus, but obviously I want to post as much as I can. And today I don't have a lot. I didn't have like homework really, so I got a break. So I'm glad for that so I can get on today. But basically this podcast is going to be talking about um, the NFL basically since I missed that obviously yesterday. So yeah, guys, um, if any new listeners... Tune in to the G Show. I hope you tell your friends and family. And let's get into the podcast. All right, guys. So first of all, I want to talk about the big news um, in the NFL today. Carson Wentz will not be playing next game because of a back injury. They already said that Nick Foles would be taking the start. They want to be cautious with Carson Wentz because basically Eagle season is over already. So we don't want to risk your future quarterback in his contract season's coming up. This is contract season, so they got to pay him big. So they want to keep him healthy for next season. So he would not be playing due to a back injury. Um, the Saints released Brandon Marshall. Uh, he was a Seahawk, and he was a veteran guy, but they released him. Uh, I think they're going to keep Dennis Bryant, though. Um, Marshall's just too old of a guy. Uh, he's like 33, 34s. He was good for a while with the Chicago Bears, but his prime is definitely passed, and I think some team will pick him up, but Saints are obviously just too good and have a lot of talent, so there's not really a need for him for the Saints anyway, so I think they wanted to use him as a replacement for Des Bryant, but they probably wanted to get rid of that contract, so Brandon Marshall was gone. Sammy Watkins is out versus the Chargers uh, as the Chargers play the Chiefs next game. And Spencer Ware, the backup running back for uh, Kareem Hunt, might be out as well. Watkins is their star receiver besides Terry Kill. So a big loss if you think about it because their right receiver core is pretty good with Kelsey and Watkins and those guys. But if you're losing that kind of power in your offense, that's a big loss. So big that's a lookout for the Chiefs as they go versus the Chargers. Uh, Michael Kendricks is done for the rest of the season. Um, he broke his tibia on Monday, so he is done. If you don't know, Michael Kendricks was at Cleveland Brown in the beginning of the season, but then they let him go because of his off-the-field issues, and then Seattle signed him. He's a good linebacker, but obviously off-field issues doesn't make you popular in the NFL. So he broke his tibia, so he is done for the season. Sorry to hear that from Michael Kendricks. Vegas is hosting 2020 NFL Draft, which will kick off the inaugural um, what do you call it? Inaugural, se- inaugural season for the Raiders as they move to Vegas. That is their first year, so big money maker for the NFL. I mean, all the people are going to come and gamble and look at the draft, and all the people come to the draft. They're going to make a lot of money off that. So, real smart business move as well as great location for the NFL draft to take place. Um, they also uh, says the Steelers. They picked the NFL expert thinks the Steelers are plus three over New England. Steelers are averaged six, 30 points in the last six games, even though they have lost three. They said they're one of the best teams in the league. 
And New England has only averaged 23 points in the game, and they're three and four away. So Steelers kind of have an edge, I guess. So if the Steelers can win, that would be huge. But obviously Big Ben had that rib injury, but he's back. They said he could have played last game. So glad to know that he's able to play as well. I think Connor has questionable to play as well, so I hope he plays. And I think the first picks in the NFL draft is going to be Nick Bosa to the Cardinals. Nick Bosa's at Ohio State's defensive end. Cardinals need a pass rush, so makes sense there. And then Rashawn Gary would go to the 49ers. Rashawn Gary is out of Michigan. Good defensive end. Uh, San Francisco is struggling with sacks. They need pressure on the quarterback, so Rashawn Gary would be a great pickup. And the third team is obviously the Oakland Raiders. They only have 11 sacks in 13 games. So, Clayton Farrell out of Clemson, great starter. He's been in Clemson for a while. Definitely can rack up the sacks for Oakland. So, that'd be a great first pick for Oakland. Now, some upcoming games this coming week. Uh, Kansas City versus the Chargers. Chargers coming in at 10-3. And Chiefs are 11-2. This game is in Kansas City. Uh, Watkins is out, as I said before, and Spencer Ware is questionable. And also Melvin Gordon is questionable for Los Angeles, their star running back. So got to check out for that. Great matchup. It's on Thursday. You can find it on ESPN and NBC. Yeah, NBC. So got to go check that one out. One of the best games of the week. Steelers and Patriots, I think, is the best game of the week. Always is a great matchup going against each other. It is in Pittsburgh. It's at 325 Central Time, but in Eastern Time it's 425. Uh, we did lose last year. Steelers did lose last year against the Patriots due to interceptions, so you never know if New England and Pittsburgh, but great game. Definitely should check that game out. And on Sunday Night Football, the Eagles play the Los Angeles Rams. You're thinking, well, Garrett, why is this a big game? Well, I know the Carson Wentz is out, but still good. Two good teams going at it. The Rams at 11-2 and two and the Eagles at 6-7. and seven. I know their season is done, but I think the Eagles could shock the Rams. I mean, the Bears did it, and I think if the Eagles can get their act together, I believe that the Eagles have a shot. But that, that Rams offense is pretty incredible, and they don't even have Cooper Cup. So that's a real testimony to the Rams' talent, but they are the number two team in the league. Obviously, Saints are number one. And then the Monday Night Football this coming week is the Saints versus the Panthers. Saints come in at 11-2, but they beat the Rams. So that gives them the tiebreaker versus Carolina, who is and 6-7. Carolina has lost a lot of games recently. Even though they were in the wild card. Now they're out of it. And the Saints have been red hot. So they, the Saints come in and they beat Panthers quite easily, and I think this game could be a blowout. But those are the three games I wanted to highlight. Three games I think that could be good matchups, especially if the Eagles and Panthers can win to keep their playoff chances alive. And if Pittsburgh can win, they jump up and New England goes down. So big games for playoff picture seeding for the AFC and the NFC. Now, sorry, guys. Recently, I've been on a main podcast. Um... I have schoolwork and stuff, so it's quite difficult for me. And, you know, tests and teachers throwing that stuff at me. So definitely been focusing on my academics. So I haven't been able to make them recently, so I'm sorry about that. So I'm going to be going over a couple of games from this past week and that I get to talk about. But these are the main games I wanted to talk about. The Browns versus the Panthers. The Browns won 26-20. to 
Baker Mayfield was 18 for 22 with 238 yards, uh, 10.8 yards on average per play, a TD, and 126.9 rating. So a pretty good um, game out of Baker Mayfield. Uh, the reading carrier for Cleveland was Dick Chubb with 13 carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. And as long as rush was 29 yards. And Brashad Perryman was the leading receiver for Cleveland with 84 yards and as long was 66. So definitely didn't catch the ball a lot, but he had a great play. And also as that game down Minnesota won in the end. Cam Newton went 26 for 42 with 265 yards and an interception of a 70.4 rating. So not a good rating out of Cam Newton. And four TDs. Yeah. No. So one of my, sorry, guys. He did not have any TDs. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know why I said he had four TDs. That's my mistake. Christian McCaffrey, leading rusher for Carolina, has 16 carries for 63 yards and two TDs. And um, as long as was 25. And the lean receiver for Carolina was Curtis Samuel with four receptions for 80 yards and as long as 33. So not a good game statistically for either team, but Rams outplayed them. And uh, obviously that Cleveland had a good game. So good thing for um, – good game for Cleveland, as, as I'm sure all you guys are shocked. They have five wins at this point, so good win. And they're still not out of the playoffs yet. So that's really rare to see Cleveland that. Next game I want to talk about was the Sunday night football game. The Rams versus the Bears. The Rams lost 6-15. Jared Goff was 20 for 44 with 180 yards and four interceptions. And the lean rusher was Todd Gurley with 11 carries for 28 yards with a 2.8 average. They were able to contain Todd Gurley, which is kind of success key to stopping the Rams. If you can stop the running game, they have to pass, and Bears have a good pass and run defense. So really made it tough for the Rams. And Robert Woods, who had seven receptions for 61 yards, is almost 29. So tough, tough game. You know, Rudd's had a decent game. He did not have a good game compared to what he usually has. So tough for the Rams to get things going. The Eagles, next game is the Eagles versus the Cowboys at 325. Carson Wentz was 22 for 32 with 288 yards, 238 yards, three TDs, and a quarterback rating of, of 120.3. His leading rusher was Josh Adams with seven carries for 36 yards, and his long was 24, so kind of his one play made up his yardage. And Alson Jeffrey, the leading receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, with six receptions for 50 yards and a TD. And as long was 12. The Eagles were um, struggling on offense, and Dallas was able to contain them. And Dallas, Dak Prescott was 42 for 54 with 455 yards, and three TDs and two interceptions, and a rating of 104.9. So a lot of yardage, a lot of damage versus Philadelphia. I mean, Philadelphia was playing on third and fourth stringers, so I guess that's kind of an excuse, but overall, not a good thing. Not a good, a great game for Dallas. And Ezekiel Elliott had himself a great game with 28 carries for 113 yards and a long of 20. So Elliott had no problem running the ball against Philadelphia. And Amari Cooper, who had a great, very good game with 10 receptions for 207 yards, three TDs, and a long of 75 yards. Great game for Amari Cooper. I love the guy. I really do. Guy came from Oakland. He was a nobody in Oakland. He was a first-round pick. He had a couple good seasons in the first years. But other than that, 
he he didn't do that a lot in Oakland. And then Oakland got rid of him. Look what he did for this Oakland team. He changed this Oakland team. I mean, not Oakland team, Dallas team. This team was struggling beginning of the year. And now all of a sudden he's making them a winning franchise again. What a good pickup from Dallas. They did give up a first-round pick for him, though. So that was a big loss from this draft. But still, Mark Cooper, what a great pickup. I think the Dallas should sign him for long term. I think he's done really well with Dak. They have developed a great chemistry. And I believe in the long run that the Dallas Cowboys will be a lot more successful with them. And if you can have a great run game, which they already have, nope, it's not the play action. And obviously if they were able to give him the ball 10 times for 207 yards and three touchdowns, that's a great testimony. So great game out of Dallas. And last game I want to talk about, I'm not going to go in full detail on this because it was just an embarrassing game, was the Vikings versus the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks won 21-10. to 10. I mean, Minnesota shouldn't even really score at the end. It was kind of easy. But, there, I mean, it was just bad. I mean, just a really bad game out of for that, for Vikings. I mean, they've just struggled late, and Kirk Cousins hasn't been playing that well. I mean, Kirk Cousins was 20 for 33 with 208 yards and a touchdown and at a core rating of 89, which is very low. And Dalvin Cook was the leading rusher for Minnesota with 13 carries for 55 yards. And Swan Diggs had a nice game, sort of Thielen. He had 76 yards, and Thielen had 70. Both didn't score a touch. Either none of them scored a touchdown. Diggs had a catch 48 yards. But, I mean, other than that, these guys did not do a lot for the offense. And then Russell Wilson had not a good game. He was 50% completing the ball, 72 yards and a pick. And Chris Carson had a good game with 22 carries for 90 yards and as long as 11 with a touchdown. And Tyler Lockett had five receptions for 42 yards and 8.4 um, yards on average per catch. Um, I mean, at halftime it was 3 nothing. So, yeah, 3 nothing. No, 6 nothing. 6 nothing. It was a close. It was a close game in the beginning, and then all of a sudden, you see the Saints' defense is swallowing up Minnesota. Minnesota making dumb penalties. I think in three plays in a row, they went backwards, fifteen yards. So, not a great game out of Minnesota. Obviously, their season has just been a mess, as a lot as other teams have been this year. So, not really a good season. I mean, there's only one way I can really sum up the Minnesota Vikings this year. All right, guys. So last thing I want to talk about, well, not the last thing. Maybe I want to talk a little bit basketball too. Um, I hope you guys like the edit I put in for the Minnesota Lynx. Um, It was the baseball. A couple news. It is winter meetings right now, which means teams can sign who are, um, sign free agents. So it's kind of a big time for um, baseball teams. Um, the minute and also trade guys. Um, twins signed Jonathan Scope. He was a Baltimore Oriole. They signed him to a one-year deal. He will add a good hitting for a struggling Minnesota offense. So Minnesota should be better than they were last year. Minnesota is a good defensive team, but their offense is so bad, so they couldn't win games. So the Twins added a sure hitter, and they have the number one prospect, number one overall pick, um, Royce Lewis. Who should be up not this coming season, but the following season will be a great shortstop. So I think Minnesota can really turn their luck around and they can be a good team, even though they have to deal with um, New York and Boston. So tough, tough road for Minnesota, but I still think they can do it. 
So all the power to Minnesota to do well. I want to see them do well since I do live in Minnesota. But as I said before, I am not a Minnesota fan. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies signed Andrew McCutcheon for a three-year, $50 million deal. Last year he was a Giant. The Giants traded him to New York. And New York played him. I think it was a backup. Didn't really do a lot for New York. New York released him. McCutcheon's still good. Uh, he was a really good hitter in Pittsburgh, and that was his prime, obviously. So, good player, great outfielder. So, good pickup for Philadelphia. And I know Philadelphia is really pushing to get Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is considering New York, Philadelphia, maybe even White Sox, I heard. But just imagine this, guys. Philadelphia, right? They would have Andrew McCutcheon, Reese Hoskins, and Bryce Harper in your outfield. I mean, if they get him, that their team would be contending for a a World Series already. If they just got Bryce Harper, they they have a lot of pieces already. Cesar Hernandez, Michael Franco. I mean, they got hitters, and I I don't know why they didn't sign Wilson Ramos back, but I don't know. He he was a good hitter. He had like three hundred thirty seven batting average. I'm not sure why they even let him go. That's on Philadelphia, but maybe they want to save money for Bryce Harper, which is probably the case. But Phillies can be a real threat, and also so could the Mets if they can get one of these free agents. So they already got Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz, who is the best closer in baseball. So look for the Mets to be a lot better than they were, and obviously if they can get one of those guys, the Mets could also be a big threat, as we obviously didn't think they would be. I mean, and the Yankees are closing on a deal with Jay Happ for a three-year deal. But he has to pass a physical. If they could get Jay Happ, Jay Happ's a great pitcher. He was a tw- he was a Pirate and a Blue Jay. Now he's a Yankee, real stud. I miss him as a Pirates fan, but he left obviously for money. So great pickup for New York. I think he was in New York already, but hey, this is just kind of his end of this contract. So resigning him would be a big big deal. And then um. San Francisco Giants said they're not trading Mass and Bumgarner. There was rumors saying they would be willing to, but they came out today and said they're not willing to. Mass and Bumgarner is a star pitcher. He's been good for a while now. Great hitter as a pitcher, too. It's kind of rare if you think about it. So I'm thinking smart on New, um, San Francisco's end to not trade Mass and Bumgarner because then their pitching would not be good at, really at all. I mean, Cueto wasn't bad, but. Other than that, they wouldn't have really any talent. I mean, Jeff um, Samadro is not is bad, not bad, and Johnny Cueto. But other than that, they're not a great team. So I think it was a smart move for them to keep Mass and Bumgarner. And then in other baseball news: Ivanova was signed by the White Sox. Ivanova was a pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was a pretty good pitcher, um, but he was great in the beginning, and then he seemed to fade away at the end. He will give you a solid start. He does throw a lot of pitches, though, so you never know with Ivanova. Honestly, with some games, some games he has the great game, and other games he's throwing like four innings. So you don't never know with him, but I think the White Sox made a good decision there. They're a very young ball club, a very inexperienced ball club, and you're bringing in a veteran like Ivanova. I think that really helps that team. The White Sox are very looked over, so if they can start getting some guys for the White Sox, I think the White Sox could be a good team in a couple years, but I don't think they have the prospects nor the players to be capable of doing that at the moment. 
And then Charlie Morton, who helped the Astros win the World Series two years ago, is going to sign with the Rays. Um, I think this is a good place for him to end his career. He is old. I think somewhere mellow like Tampa Bay. We're not expecting too much out of him. And he's a good pitcher, so bring a veteran arm to a young team. And I think it's going to benefit him overall. Help teach the young guys what he can and bring some of his veteran capabilities against some tougher opponents like the Yankees and Red Sox. So good move for Tampa Bay. He was Charlie Morton was a pirate at one time. It wasn't a good pirate. It was the younger days. So that's all do good for Houston. I was very happy for him to see that. Uh, Bryce Harper, deal can happen anytime. He said he wants to go to a team that's going to win a um, World Series. I think Bryce Harper can do that, and I think he will do it one day. And I think he's just looking right now at what team has the best option for that. I definitely think the Phillies are the best option in my eyes. Phillies have a lot of young guys, a lot of talent. Andrew McCutcheon, Reese Hoskins, Miguel Franco, Odubo Herrera. I think he fits in very nicely in the Philadelphia Phillies organization. But that's my opinion. You guys should go let me know. I don't think it really fits in the Mets too much. They're not really contending, so. I think the Phillies are the best bet. You can go tell me on social media if you agree or disagree with me. If you know what I'm talking about, Bryce Harper's a left fielder, really one of our stars in the league. He was a national, but he rejected their deals, so he's looking for a new place to play ball. Now, Detroit Tigers are not rushing Miguel Cabrera back. Their star third baseman, he's been a solid player for a long time. He had serious bicep injury over the offseason, and he, Tiger's not rushing him back. You want to keep that guy healthy. He's a good hitter, good defensive guy. So if you keep him healthy as long as you want, a lot of not as long as you want, as long as you can, that's a good thing. I remember one time I was watching a game, and they were trying to do a um, intentional walk, and they threw the ball out of the plate, and he smacked it for a home run. It was incredible. He The ball was way outside, and he still swung at it, and he hit a run. Uh, that's kind of insane how good he is. Uh, and then Lance Lynn, who was a Yankee. Um, Lance Lynn was a good player for the um, Yankees. Kind of struggled, though, at the end a little bit. So I think it was good that uh, Lance Lynn was able to um, pick, get a new home. I think the Rangers are a perfect pick for him. I believe that uh, the uh, Rangers got a good guy, and I think they got him at a good price. Lance Lynn been a nice addition for the uh, Rangers, who are kind of a struggling tier right now. So I think it was a good move. They got it for three years for $30 million, which is not a bad deal at all. And the last they would talk about on the podcast is Roar Hark, the starting pitcher for the Nationals. He was traded to the Reds for Rainey, Roar Hark. Was a good pitcher, but the Nationals are trying to rebuild after the loss Harper, which is tough. But I feel like the Nationals can really use some young guys, some young prospects. So I think it's a good move, and I think that the Reds will benefit from this overall. And the Reds just need good players right now as they are very struggling at the bottom of the NL Central every year. So, yeah, guys, that's what I want to talk about. I appreciate you guys for uh, tuning in. Uh, if I do want to post every day, but if I can't, it's due to schoolwork. Sorry about that, guys. Teachers are throwing a lot of tests stuff at us. 
can't do anything about that, but I want to do well on them, so I will study and I will take my academics before the podcast. Um, so if I get an opportunity, I will film. But with break coming up, I'm going to see some family who I haven't seen in a long time, so I won't really be filming that much. Probably like a podcast or two over break. So, I mean, I will try my best, but I, I just want to spend time with my family, obviously. So, yeah, guys, if you like the podcast, I hope you applaud it or follow the podcast. If you're a new listener, thanks for tuning in. If you are a new listener, I would appreciate if you tell your friends and family about the podcast and grow the G-Show family overall. And I'll see you guys next time on the pod, uh, G-Show.